This is Points North, a show from Interlochen Public Radio, where we hear about life in northern Michigan through the news, the people, and the places. I'm Dan Wanshura. Coming up later on the show today, winemakers develop more disease-hardy grapes for the climate up north. But first, fruit growers in northern Michigan are having a tough time with all the rain. The moisture that's keeping gardens and forests lush is wreaking havoc in orchards. That's because it helps fungus and bacteria that attack fruit trees. And this year is extreme. But conditions like this may be more common in the future because of climate change. IPR's Peter Payette reports. Calvin Lutz is seeing problems this year he almost never sees, like leaf spotting on the stems of tart cherries. If you look right here, you can see the spots. On the, see that on the stem right there? That's uncommon. You don't normally get that, no. The fungus that causes leaf spotting is rampant this summer, more so than Lutz has seen in 40 years of farming in Manistee County. I've never seen it quite this bad. You can go around the countryside anywhere, and you can see that all the trees are just turning yellow and all the leaves are falling off. And it's going to really be hard to develop the cherry without leaves. You know, it needs a photosynthesis to turn them red, make them sweet. These trees are also less likely to survive a harsh winter. And it's not just tart cherries having problems. Calvin Lutz lost almost his entire strawberry crop to a fungus, something he thought he'd never see on his sandy soil, which drains water quickly. That cost him about $150,000. And his sweet cherries are being attacked by a bacterial canker there's no defense against. Lutz says all this was caused by the combination of cool weather and constant rain. We seem to get rain like every other day, and so the ground stays saturated for so long. That's how bacteria gets going and fungus diseases, all the moisture. The weather is also teaching fruit growers new lessons about diseases. Researchers were caught completely off guard this year by fire blight in apple trees. Nikki Rothwell runs the Northwest Michigan Horticultural Research Station. She says they thought it was too cold for the disease. So we thought fire blight, no problem this year. We're not going to see any issues. I've seen more fire blight this year than I can remember in the last, I don't know, probably since I've been here as well. That's 15 years. Rothwell says what they realized is fire blight can thrive when apple trees grow quickly in cool, wet weather. Problems like these could be more common in the future because of climate change. As the earth has warmed, Michigan has gotten wetter. Compared to 50 years ago, Michigan now gets three or four more inches of precipitation every year. So it's almost the same as having an additional month of precipitation on average. That's Jeff Andreessen, a climatologist at Michigan State University. He says what was really exceptional about this spring is how frequently it rained. Typically in Michigan, in springtime, it rains 11 or 12 days a month. And, and this year, in 2019, uh, during some of those months, we had 23, 24 days. Uh, so again, almost double the, the average. Andreessen says most climate change models show Michigan getting even wetter in the future. But what that means for growers depends on when and how that precipitation arrives. For instance, Andreessen says it's likely we'll see more precipitation in the winter months. But it's unclear if we should expect more spring seasons with constant rainfall, like 2019. I think the jury's still out on that. Back at the farm, Calvin Lutz is looking at a tart cherry tree full of half-ripened fruit. He says the tree was sprayed every week for fungal disease but most of its leaves have turned yellow and are falling to the ground. And, you know, it's going to be really hard to ripen something like that with no leaves. So, yeah, it's, it's a disaster. Then he pauses, smiles, 
and says, next year will be better. Farmers are always optimistic. For Points North, I'm Peter Payette. This is Points North. I'm Dan Wanshura. Peter Payette is sticking around to talk with us about a related story from the wine industry, the search for disease-hardy grapevines. Spraying trees and other plants to protect them from disease is really expensive. So a few years ago, a group of northern Michigan winemakers went to Germany to find wine varieties that have more disease resistance and need less protection from chemicals. Peter, who are these growers? Well, as you said, they were uh, mainly growers from northern Michigan. There is one uh, man involved, the owner of a nursery in New York, who is a part of this effort. But the guy who led this was Mark Johnson, uh, a pioneer vintner in northern Michigan, one of the founders of Chateau Chantel, uh, a prominent vineyard out on Old Mission Peninsula. And uh, Mark uh, was really the driver behind this and uh, put the trip together about three years ago. But he passed away about two years ago. A company has been formed called Gem Vines, and that's now being run by his son, Matthias Johnson. Okay, so what exactly are they looking for? Well, they are trying to solve uh, a problem that has been with uh, winemakers since uh, we've had a wine industry in uh, northern Michigan, and that is that the wines that people are familiar with and like to drink are grape varieties typically referred to as vinifera, that were perfected in Europe. These are the wines that you hear about, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Cabernet Franc. And that does not mean that those wine grapes are the best ones to grow in the climate and soil of northern Michigan. It's cold here. We have uh, some, some types of mildew that these plants have no natural resistance to, downy mildew and powdery mildew. So it's more challenging to grow them here. So they're looking for um, grape varieties that uh, have characteristics that will taste like what people expect, but uh, be less challenging to grow in this region. Why did they go to Germany for this? Well, a couple reasons. Mark Johnson uh, had spent time in Germany, had contacts there, was familiar with the industry. I think the Germans are just really good at breeding uh, new uh, varieties of wine grapes, and they have some really interesting grapes they are growing there that were attractive to this group of people. Uh, there are hybrid grapes being developed and produced in the United States. Uh, Marquette is a grape that came out of the University of Minnesota that is grown in a number of places in northern Michigan and is starting to gain some uh, name recognition. But they think that these uh, vines that they're bringing back from Germany are very, very close to the vinifera, the taste of the vinifera that people are accustomed to. Can you buy these wines yet? No, not yet. This is a slow process. The vines that they brought over had to be quarantined for three years. Later this year, they will be planted in the nursery in New York. And so it'll be a few more years before there are enough of these being grown in North America to produce a bottle of wine. Peter, I'm curious. A lot of people uh, go after wines they recognize. So if a new wine is on the market that doesn't have the name recognition that a vinifera wine does... Are people going to want to drink these wines? So that's the big question in the industry, and there's been a lot of work done 
on the, the hybrids that are out there now to get uh, consumer acceptance. One of the strategies the winemakers are using is to try and move away from the name of the grape and start to develop brand names. I like to sometimes go to Left Foot Charlie in Traverse City, and I drink a wine there called Murmur. I don't really know what's in Murmur. I just know it's a white wine that I like that is at the right price point for me. Uh, Arcturos is another sort of brand out there that Black Star Farms has that is used on a, on a, a red and white wine. So there is an effort to develop uh, brand loyalty in that way and get away from what exactly is in the bottle. Interesting stuff. IPR's Peter Payette. Thanks, Peter. Thank you, Dan. Well, we've reached the end of the show this week, but before you go, I've got a quick request. We're in the middle of our summer fundraiser at Interlock and Public Radio, and I'm asking you to consider supporting the station that brings you points north. Local reporting is costly, and your support allows us to foot the bill and produce the show every week. If you enjoy this slice of life in northern Michigan, support us with a gift now. You can do it at interlockinpublicradio.org. And thanks. Catch Points North next Friday here on IPR News Radio, or listen anytime at pointsnorthradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dan Wanshura. Morgan Springer is our executive producer and editor. Thanks for listening. Thank you.